This exhortation was brought to you by the Light Bearers, bringing light until there's no more darkness. Can you hear me? Yes, Hello? I can hear you. Okay, great. Can, Glory. Hallelujah. All right. Um, so today we, uh, we've been talking about the, the comforter and um, we we'll just like to go in that in that in that breath. Um, Laulu has taken us through um, a lot of this. Um, as a matter of fact, when Laulu told me I might be taking this, I was asking that why why are we stopping Ogundele because the flow was was very strong, and um, it was such such a such a wonderful time. And I would just like to. Um, take some of the things that he has mentioned. And then, um, considering that today is the last um, Sunday in the month, um, I'll try and tie it up together. And I hope that we get enough time uh, to pray and actually get um, get filled um, again and again. Because that's the point. We are Christians. And as he has made us to understand, our life... Um, is what it is because we are born of God's spirit. The Bible says that no one can say that Jesus is Lord but by the spirit of God. It says no one that has the spirit of God can call Jesus a cause. It says we came unto him being baptized by one spirit into him. That's how we actually came. Matthew chapter 1 and verse 18 just like to start out with that. Matthew chapter 1 and verse 18. The Bible says that now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, that even Jesus himself, that the birth of Jesus was on this wise. He says, when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. She was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Because sometimes as we talk about the Holy Spirit, um, there is a potential to think that he's less of God. There is a potential in people's mind to see that Jesus sent him. Uh, maybe in hierarchy, there is God the Father, there is the Son, and then there is the baby Holy Ghost. Actually, that's wrong. It's because God is one, is the same. He expressed in three different ways, but it's the same God. Hallelujah. God is the Father. God is Jesus. God is Christ. God is the Holy Ghost. He's the same person. The Bible says that Jesus was found with child of the Holy Ghost. He was a child of the Holy Ghost. And you see, that is exactly what we are supposed to be. That's exactly what we are supposed to be. The Bible says that we are born this way. We that have been baptized into, into Christ, we have been baptized into one spirit. We have come into one spirit with him. He says, he that is joined with the Lord is one spirit with him. We have actually come into oneness with him by the instrumentality of the Holy Ghost. Just as it was with Jesus, we are children of the Holy Ghost. I know it's a popular saying to say we are children of God, but you see, it's not also wrong to say that we are children of the Holy Ghost. And you see, it brings a different kind of understanding, a different kind of, a different kind of learning, a different kind of adjustment in our life 
to think this way, that we are actually children of the Holy Ghost. The Bible says, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the children of God. As many as are carried by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God, they are the children of God. The way that we tell that you are a child of God is that you are carried by the Spirit, which means that there is no child of God who is not carried and born by the Spirit. Sometimes we may not know it. Sometimes it seems that we, we have been clouded by so many things. Sometimes it seems like so many things are going on around us and you cannot easily tell or you cannot always know or you cannot always feel that you are carried by the Holy Ghost. But you see, that is a posture that we are as the child of God. That's the posture that we have as sons of the living God. That's our posture. Amen. That's exactly our posture. We are children of the living God. We ought to be led. We ought to be carried by the Spirit of God. Because this is what demarcates us. This is how we know that we are children of God. So we are children of the Holy Ghost. It's a good saying to have. Luke chapter 1. Matthew 1 was just like a paraphrase of exactly what happened. So let's look at this. He says that Mary was found with child of the Holy Ghost. How then does this happen? How, how, how did this come to play? What exactly went on? I would just like to take a little lesson from there and then we'll go on into what we need to do. Luke chapter 1 and verse 13. We all know the story. The angel had come to Mary. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in your womb and bring forth a son. It says, You shall conceive in your womb. You shall conceive inside, and you will bring forth. From the inside, you will bring forth a son. And shall call his name Jesus. He says, He shall be great and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then Mary said unto the angel, How shall these things be? How will it happen that I will conceive someone? that I will conceive the son of the most high, that I will conceive this mighty thing that you have talked about, this one, that his kingdom will have no end, that I will conceive someone or something mighty upon the earth. How is it going to happen that a change like this or something of this world can ever happen? And the angel answered, it says the Holy Ghost shall come upon you. The Holy Ghost shall come upon you. It says, and the power of the highest shall overshadow you. Hallelujah. It says, the power of the Most High shall overshadow you. Therefore, also that holy thing which shall be born of you shall be called the Son of God. It says, the only thing that shall be born of you, when the Spirit overshadows you, when the Spirit comes upon you, it says what you will give birth to will be called the Son of God. 
See, we won't all have to give birth to Jesus as it were. We won't all have to produce Jesus the Christ. You know what I'm saying? You won't have to produce a Messiah. But you see, this showed us how these things happen. It showed us an operation of the Holy Ghost. How do things get born of the Spirit? How do things become babies and children of the Holy Ghost? He says the Holy Ghost comes upon and the Holy Ghost overpowers. He says the Holy Ghost will overshadow. The Holy Ghost will override. You see, that's the position that the Spirit of God wants to take in our lives. To bring about something on the inside and then from the inside, bring it out. I don't know what it is that you really want. I don't know what it is that you are thinking or, 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 or things that have gone through your mind, situations where you need to get to. If there is someone that can bring about mighty things upon there, there is someone that can bring about great and wonderful things. It says that only thing that is in you shall be called the Son of God. He says, you will bear him in your womb and you will bring him forth by the overshadowing of the Holy Ghost, by the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. He said, this is the position that God wants us to be. The Spirit of God, this comforter, performs best when he can overshadow, when he can get into that place where he has overwhelmed us. Where, as it were, we were flowing in his own way. Where he took over. It, it, that's, this is not a normal thing. For we know in biology that men, women, are supposed to give birth because you receive pens from a man and then he goes into a woman to become a child. You see, he overrides that natural process by overshadowing. You see, God wants to produce things with our lives. God wants to produce stuff for us. And this is why we are going through this kind of series, talking about the Holy Ghost, because we are not supposed to live ordinary lives. We are supposed to live supernatural lives. The Bible says that you are gods and all of you children of the Most High. There is a way to be like children of the Most High. There is a way to be there. He says God stands in the congregation of the mighty. He judges among the gods. God wants mighty things and glorious things to be born out of every single one of us. Because we are on this earth for a reason. If all that it took was for us to get born again, get Born again by the Spirit of God, and that was it. We should have just been raptured the day we got born again, but we were not. Which means there are things, there are stuff that the Holy Ghost wants to do with our lives. There are things that God wants to do with our lives, and He said those produce will be called sons of God. Those produce will be born, they will be children, there will be things born of the Spirit. See, God wants us to be in that position where he overwhelms us. You know the story in Acts chapter 2. He said, maybe we should read it. I don't want to paraphrase. Acts chapter 2. I'm just looking for certain references for me just to get the point across. It says, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were with all accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven like a rushing mighty wind 
Laolu already told us this, that he does it in big style. He doesn't just want to be quiet about it. He says he came like a rushing mighty wind and filled all the house where they were sitting. He filled all the house. You always see this going with the Spirit. He wants to fill it up. He wants to overwhelm you. I know sometimes it looks like you cannot see yourself. That's the position that he wants to get you to. When we keep getting in positions where we constantly see ourselves, we are constantly doing our own things, we are thinking our own decisions, we are making all our life is built around what we can do, what we can achieve for ourselves, what we, what our education can get, what our finances can get, what our addiction can get us, what, what, what medical science can give to us. When our life is all about that. You see, you are not making room enough for the Holy Ghost to feel it all. You see, he wants to feel. The comforter wants to feel. He says, and he filled the house where they were sitting, and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like of fire, and sat upon each one of them. And sat upon each one of them. And then they were filled with the Holy Ghost. He wants to sit upon. Like he said to Mary, he says the Holy Ghost shall overshadow you. The Holy Ghost will come upon you. He will overshadow you. He will fill your space. He will fill your heart. He will fill your room. Then you can produce things of the spirit, then you can produce these things when you get filled with him. If that's exactly what I came to talk about today, that we ought to be in that place where we are constantly filled with the Holy Ghost. That's what he wants us to do. He wants us to be filled continuously. He wants us to be filled continuously because that's the position in which he can operate the best. That's the position where he can show you the super that is that is out that is in you where he can show you that you are more than a man that you are more than a mortal man we are reading from psalm 82 earlier he says he's seated among the god god judges among the gods he says how is it that that you die like men he says the foundations of the earth are out of course Things that are happening anyhow, but you are gods and you are children of the Most High. He says, but they die like men, men. Because the one that the Spirit of God has come to, this one that the comforter that has come, he's not just one that is coming to comfort you and make you, um, you know, like sometimes when we say the word comfort, we, we think of someone who is helping us out of sorrow. He's bigger than that. He's not just come to say sorry. No, he's come to take over. He's come to overwhelm. He's come to change the course of your life. He has come to ensure that you are supernatural. He has come to bring that super out of us. That's what he wants. Not to be a natural man and go the way of natural men. He wants to show exactly what God can produce in a life. That you will produce something on the inside and bring it on the outside. By being overwhelmed by the Spirit. John chapter 14. Hallelujah. John chapter 14. And this is where we really got um, the text from. John 14 and verse 12. It says, Very, very, I say unto you, he that believes on me, the works that I do, he shall do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. 
He says, and whatsoever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. He says, greater works than this shall you do. Greater works than this shall you do. He says, that's the expectation of God. We must always keep this at the back of our minds. This is God's expectation. Greater works than this shall you do because I go. He says, I will, and if you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. He says, if you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father. And he shall give you another, Lord has already explained to us, another of the same kind, another comforter, Alos, another comforter, that he may abide with us forever, that he may abide with you forever. It is even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. Whom the world cannot receive because it sees him not, neither knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you, and he shall be in you. He says, I will not leave you comfortless, I will come to you. He says, yet a little while, and the world sees me no more, but you shall see me. Because I live, you shall live also. He says, this only God that he will say, he says, is one that the world cannot receive. This comfort that we are talking about is one that the world cannot receive. How is it that the world cannot receive the Holy Ghost? We already said from the beginning that there is not, there is not a possibility of being born again, but by the Spirit of God. There is not a possibility of coming into Christ except that the Spirit of God convicts you and brings you. But he's saying here that the world cannot receive him. Obviously, this is not talking about salvation because the world can receive him in salvation to be saved. Jesus is having a different import in this place. It's as one that we can have. See, this is the children's bread. This is what... Jesus meant it's not just something for the world. This is God's gift to his children. The indwelling of the Holy Ghost is our advantage. It's the super that we have. It says the world cannot receive this comforter. The world cannot receive this helper. The world cannot receive this advocate. It's something for the initiated. And what a sad thing that many of the initiators are not walking in the fullness of it. But this is ours. This belongs to us. The Bible says that you, if you being evil know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more the Father shall give good gifts to them that love him. Another rendering says that God knows how to give the Holy Ghost to those who ask him. If you being evil, know how to give gifts to your children. He says God also gives his Holy Ghost to his children. This is our advantage. You see, there is no life without him. There is no going without him. There is no exploit without him. You cannot do the greater works of Jesus. You cannot live this life. Without him, without being filled with him constantly, you can just kiss this life goodbye. I mean, this eternal life. He says, how do we know that we are in him and that he is in us? First John 4, 13. He says, but by the spirit that he has given unto us, this is our advantage. This is the plug. This is how we know that we belong to him. This is how we know that we are his, that he is in us. He's fully functional. He's fully dwelling in us. It is by his spirit. Hallelujah. By this is gift. By this is advantage. 
No what was. He says he wants us to be overwhelmed with it. John chapter 7. Hallelujah. Glory to God. John 7 from verse 33. It is then said Jesus unto them, Yet a little while I'm with you. Say that word again. Yet a little while I'm with you. And then I go unto him that sent me. He said, You shall seek me and shall not find me. Where I am, you cannot come. He was speaking to the Pharisees. He says, Where I am, you cannot come. But the Bible said he spoke unto us that in his father's house there are many mansions. And he goes to prepare a place for us that where he is, we might be also. So where is it that we can be that the world cannot be? He's in the place of this comforter. He is where this, he says the world cannot receive him. The world does not have this super. He says where I am, you cannot come. He says you don't see me anymore. And where I am, you cannot come, but we can he says, then the said the Jews unto him, where is it that he is going? How does he say these things that we shall not find him? Will he go to the dispersed among the Gentiles and teach the Gentiles? What manner of saying is this? That he said, you shall seek me and shall not find me. And where I am, you cannot come. They were still thinking carnally. He says, they, they, they were just going around in the question and trying to ask themselves, what would he mean by this? And Jesus did not leave time. He quickly answered it. He says, in that last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried. He says, if any man tests, let him come unto me and drink. He that believes on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. It is but this pity of the spirit which they which believe on him should receive. It's for those who believe on him that they should receive. He spoke of the Holy Ghost. He spoke of the Spirit. They were looking for where would he go? Will he go to the Gentiles? Will he go somewhere else? Where is he going that we cannot come? You cannot come to the place of the advantage of the Spirit. That's what Jesus was saying. Except you believe in me, except you get born again, you cannot come to this place, this place of advantage. He says, out of this bed shall flow rivers of living water. There is something that will come out of him. There is something that will be pushing out of those that believe on him. He says, they are living water. They will produce life. Life will come out of them. How is it that death can surround us? No, it's not possible with the Holy Ghost. It's not possible with a comforter. Hallelujah. It's not, you see, I'm trying to say this so that you can see yourself in a different light. You are not the world. This is yours. The infilling of the Holy Ghost is yours. The passing of the Holy Ghost is yours. God has given him to us as an advantage. He says, he spake this of the Spirit, which those who believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. He spoke of the Holy Ghost. This is what he spoke about. This day where we can stand in the name of Jesus. And have the spirit overwhelm our soul. And have the spirit guide us and move us across things. That we can bring forth things upon the earth. By his inspiration. By the inspiration of this comforter within. By the inspiration of this God within. And you see this is why the Bible tells us to be constantly filled with the spirit. John chapter 16. 
verse 12. Let me just read that before this. John chapter 16 and verse 12. He says, I have many things to say to you. You already started speaking about the Holy Ghost here. He says, but this is have I told you, so that when the time will come, you remember them. He says, but now I go to him that sent me, and none of you ask, where do I go? And just kept talking about the Holy Ghost. I said, nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it's expedient for you. It's, it is beneficial to you that I go away. But if I do not go, the comforter will not come. He says, if I depart, I will send him unto you, and he will convict the world of sin, and all of that, into verse 13 or 12. He says, I have many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. How be is when the spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all truth. What an advantage. What a life to be guided into all truth. Hallelujah. To be got, to have the anointing upon, whereby you need not a man to teach you anything, but the same anointing teaches you all things. He says he will guide you into every truth. He will guide you through every truth. You thought you, you, you did not know math. You thought you did not know life. You thought you did not know marriage. You think you are too small. You've just come into this land. You don't know enough space. You don't know about any, everything in that land to have a, 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 a natural advantage. You don't know so much about this business. You are just coming. He says he will guide you into all truths. What an advantage. He will guide you into all truths. He says he will not speak of himself, but whatsoever he hears, that shall he speak. He will show you things to come. Hallelujah. What if you could see tomorrow? What if you could see 10 years' time? Will you still be fretful? Will you still be afraid? Will you still let that thing bug you? Will you what if you could see what is to come? What if you had the advantage of knowing days before time? What if you had the advantage of knowing events, of knowing things, of seeing into unseen realms and being able to pick things? You see, you have it. You actually have it. He says he will show you things to come. This is one of the things that Jesus said he will do. He said he will guide you all truth. He will guide you into all truth. He will show you things to come. Jesus said, even as I am right now, I have so many things to tell you, but you cannot bear them. But you see, when the Holy Ghost comes, we can bear them. He can teach it. He can communicate it to us in the way that we'll get it. What an advantage in life. That's what you have. That's what you have in this space right now. You have that access to this mighty God within. It is how be when the Spirit of truth comes. He will show you things to come. He said, He shall glorify me. Hallelujah. He shall receive from mine and shall show it unto you. It is all things that the Father hath of mine. Therefore, I said, He shall take of mine and show it unto you. A little while and you shall not see me again. A little while and you shall not see me because I go to the Father. But you see, not like as it was with the Pharisees. Though with a little while, he says, because I live in verse 14. In chapter 14, he already said that because I live, you shall live also. We are entwined with him, even right now, by the Holy Ghost. This is what he wants for us. We have such an advantage inside. And like I said at the beginning, the comforter performs best when he can overshadow. That's his signature, when he can overshadow. That's actually what he wants. He wants to overshadow. He wants to fill the room. 
Perhaps this is one of the reasons why we have not been seen enough. Because we have not allowed him to overshadow enough. We have not allowed him enough room in our lives. We have not allowed him enough room in our decisions. We have not allowed him enough room in our marriage. We have not allowed him enough room in our business. You think you know what to do. He says he will guide you into all truth. Hallelujah. He will guide you into all truth. All truth. He will guide you. He will take you by the hand. He will lead you. He will lead you. He will show you where to make wealth. He will show you where to make progress. He will show you how to grow. He says he will guide you to all truth. You have not been left by yourself. He says I will not leave you comfortless. I will not leave you as an orphan. I will come to you, Jesus said. He has come to us in the person of the Holy Ghost, but he wants to heal. He wants to heal. Hence the admonition of the apostles, Ephesians chapter 5. Glory to God. Glory to God. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 14. He says, wherefore he said, awake you will sleep and arise from the dead. And Christ shall give you light. He's speaking to Christians. He says, awake you will sleep. Perhaps you are in that position where it looks like you are sleeping. And these things that we are talking about, the Holy Ghost, is not in full expression. It doesn't look like the produce from your life are, are, are actually produce of the Spirit. Mighty things upon the earth. Things that can be caught. He said, that only thing in you shall be called the Son of the Almighty. Hallelujah. That thing that is coming out of you, that you will bear in your, in your belly and bring forth. He said, it shall be called the Son of the Highest. He shall be called the Mighty God. He shall be called the Counselor. He will be called the Son of the Most High. He said that you are not seeing him. He says, awake, you will sleep. Awake, you will sleep. Awake, arise from the dead. It is, and Christ shall give you light. It is, seeing then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. It says, wherefore, be not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. He says, do not be unwise and understand what the will of the Lord is and what is his will. He says, and be not drunk in wine wearing this excess, but be filled with the Spirit. But be filled with the Spirit. Lord was telling us earlier, he says, be filled with the Spirit. Be controlled, just like people get controlled by drink. People get moved on the red wine. People get moved on, 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 on wine and get intoxicated. And then they begin to do things that are not normal. And then it looks like they are superhumans because human beings don't sleep in God's house. Human beings don't talk anyhow. Human beings don't their wives. You, like, people actually take on another shape. They take on animalistic behaviors, being super in another way because of the intoxication of wine. It is in, in like manner. He said, don't be like that for drink, but you should be like that for the Holy Ghost. Let the Holy Ghost take over. Let him overshadow you is what the Spirit of God is saying here. He says, but be being filled with the Spirit. That's actually the right range. He says, be being filled with the Spirit. Not one time, not two times. 
You see, this is why people get drunk a lot. Because if you got drunk enough yesterday, it's not enough. Your eye will clear at some point. Hallelujah. Your eye will clear. But you see, to get the same effect, you have to do the same thing over and over and over again. You cannot go in the strength of one drink or ten drinks and go on for ten months. No, it's not possible. You have to stay drunk for you to constantly have that effect. The same thing with the Holy Ghost. The same thing with the Holy Ghost. People have to stay filled. A preacher, God said it this way, that many people go and take big chunks of meal in the morning, in the afternoon, and in the night. Three square meals every day. But then they feed their spirits just a little snack. And then they are wondering how their life has turned around. No, it's just clear what it is. You have paid attention more to the physical man. You have not paid attention to who you really are. You have not paid attention to the advantage that you have. You have not paid advantage to give three square meals to the spirit inside. He says, be filled with the spirit. Speak into yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. He helps us and tells us how we can do this. It is making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of Jesus, committing yourself one to another. Hallelujah. He says, be being filled with the Spirit. The same thing you see in Colossians 3, 16. He says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, admonishing one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. He says, this is how to do it, to stay filled with the Spirit. Acts chapter 4. Acts chapter 4. And this I hope we're going to do today in the little time that we have. Acts chapter 4. And verse 23. Glory to God. Glory to God. Peter and John had just healed a man at the gate, beautiful. And then many things came up like this. They kept telling them not to preach and teach in the name of Jesus anymore. And they beat them at some point and they let them go. Acts chapter 4 and verse 23. It says, and being let go, they went to their own company and reported that the chief priests and elders, everything that they've done unto them. He says, and when they heard it, they lifted up their voice with all accord and said, Lord, thou art God which has made the heaven and the earth and the sea and all that is them is. He says, who at the mouth of your, your servant David has said, why do the eatings rage and the people imagine vain things? The kings of the earth stood up and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against this Christ. For a truth against the holy child Jesus, whom thou hast anointed, both Aaron and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel were gathered together. But to do whatsoever their hand and their counsel is having to be done. And now, Lord, behold their threatening. And grant unto their soul, they began to pray. They went into their own company and began to read out the things that they have done to them. And then began to pray this way. That you grant to your servant boldness that he may speak your word. By stretching forth your hand to heal, that signs and wonders may be done in the name of your holy child, Jesus. And when they had prayed, the Bible says the place where they were praying was shaken. Where they were assembled together and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And then they spoke the word of God with boldness. The Bible says they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. I thought they were just filled in Acts 2 that we read. That the Spirit of God filled the entire room. Came like a rushing mighty wind. Filled all the house and sat on each one of them. If you how better can it get? They should go in the sustaining of that. That should sustain them to ask for. But you see, that's not the way. 
You see, many of us want to stay in the upper room and just stay in one experience and want to stay in one time of five-hour prayer. And you see that, why that's good, but you see that's not how to stay filled. Staying filled means doing it over and over and over again. And you said they were, they got filled again. The same folks, at least if we don't know anybody, we know Peter. Peter was both in Acts 2 and now here. He got filled with the Holy Ghost again. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 13 and verse 9. The Bible says that John, Paul rather, had gone about his first missionary journey and then he was preaching to a proconsul. And there was a man there, bad Jesus by his name, who was trying to subvert the way that, the, the, the right way that Paul was trying to preach unto the proconsul. And the Bible says that Paul, being filled with the Spirit, spoke unto that man. How does that happen? So do you quench such a thing and ensure that the power of God is seen on the scene? You see, stay filled with the Spirit. We ought to stay filled. We ought to stay filled. Hallelujah. We ought to stay filled with the Spirit. Ephesians 4 and verse 24 says that we should put on the new man. We should put on the new man. There is a man to put on. I know that you, this man that you can see with ears, with hands, with legs, he looks realer to you. But you see, God wants and overshadowing. God wants to overshadow. He wants to overwhelm you. He wants to fill you up. He wants to do you like drink. He wants to do you like moving you and being moved around. He says, they would act born of the spirit they which are carried by the spirit they are the sons of god he wants to carry you he wants to carry you he said many times we are the ones that want to carry the holy ghost and leave him in one small room and take him around he said i'm in this place right now but you, you see don't touch my family or don't touch my business. Don't touch my school. You can touch every part of me. I love you when I'm in church. You can, you can move me. You can get me to do things when I'm in church. You can get me to do things. But you see, this, this, this health issue of mine, I'm okay with the doctors, you know. I'm just okay. I don't need your help really there. But you see, that's not what he wants. He wants to feel all around. He wants you to stay filled. He says, put on the new man. Romans 13 and verse 14, he says to put on Christ, to put on Christ as a garment. You see, that's what we are going to do in this place right now. We are going to begin to pray, and as we begin to pray, this is what is going to happen. You will, perhaps some of you may sing, perhaps some of you may bring forth sounds, perhaps some of you, and you see, you should practice those things. You should practice speaking to yourselves in sounds and means and spiritual songs. Because you see, that's the cheat code. We just saw that. You can get feel this way. He says, speaking to yourself the sounds and means and spiritual songs. He says, giving thanks for all things. And you think about just in many things, just lift up your hands and just give God praise. Across many things you, you go around and do. Just make time and just say thank you, Jesus. You see, these are cheap codes. You stay filled with the Spirit and you just go ahead and do the same now. You go ahead and lift up your hands and just give Him praise. And don't go ahead and begin to pray in psalms and begin to chant psalms and begin to, if you can sing, you go ahead and sing do it in sound things and spiritual songs. Let him fill you up. If this is the position that he wants to take, he wants to overwhelm. He wants to overwhelm you. He wants to overwhelm you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 32, 
It's a popular scripture. Isaiah chapter 32. I'm actually looking for where to start. But let me just start from there. Isaiah chapter 32 and verse 15. It is also the Spirit be poured upon us from an eye. And the wilderness become a fruitful field. And the fruitful field be counted for a forest. It is until the Spirit be poured upon us from an eye. He was already talking about a lot of trouble, a lot of things that were going to happen. It is upon the land of my people, there will come thorns, there will come bears, there will be a lot of things, ups and downs here and there. It says, until the Spirit be poured upon us from an eye. And the wilderness shall be a fruitful field. In the places where we've seen wilderness, it says when the spirit be poured upon us, that wilderness will be turned around. It will become a fruitful field. And the fruitful field will not be enough. It will grow into a forest. You will see expansion by the spirit of grace. You will see expansion by this comforter. When the spirit is poured upon us from an eye, it says, then judgment shall dwell in the wilderness and righteousness remains in the fruitful field. It says, and the work of righteousness shall be peace and the fact of righteousness shall be quietness and assurance forever. It says, and my people shall dwell in peaceable habitations and in short dwellings and in quiet resting places. It says, when it shall rain, when it shall hail coming down on the forest and the city below in a low place. He says, blessed are you that sow beside all waters. You see, there is coming time when the Holy Ghost is moving. The Holy Ghost has been poured upon. But it says, in that time also, while things are happening, even the forest that he makes, there is a way to sustain it. He says, hell can come. He said, the things of God do wane. As you go about life, things wane. You are filled right now. But as you move around, you go out tomorrow, you go out next tomorrow, things seem to wane. Things seem to, it may seem to reduce. But you see, there is something to be done about it. It is a blessed are you that so beside all water that sends forth teeter the feet of the earth and they are. Because this is how they used to grow. This is how they used to plant seed. He said, blessed are you. Even when it looks like something else has happened in the forest and things are waning. Blessed are you that are sowing. Blessed are you that keep sowing beside all water. He said, this is why we don't stay. This is why we don't stop. This is why we must continue to be filled with the Spirit. Because what we are doing is we are sowing beside all waters. We are constantly sowing and sending forth the feet of the ark and of the ox. We are sending it forth, treading down seed, putting seed into the ground. Even when things do happen in the forest, there will be constant growth. There will be constant fruit. There will be constant plantation that is also growing again from the ones that we have sent the ark to do. From the one that we have sent the ox to do, it will constantly produce. Before you burn one, another will rise up. You see, that's why we need to constantly be filled. Being filled with the Spirit, throwing beside all waters. You see, this is what God wants for us. God wants us to be this way. God wants us to be constantly filled so that He can overwhelm us. 
so that it can overwhelm us. You see, I want you to put that picture in the back of your mind as you go. God wants to overwhelm. The Spirit of God wants to overwhelm. He wants to take over. He wants to overshadow. He wants to close down everything that is called self. He wants to bring it down to express himself. It is God who commanded light to shine out of darkness. I shown in our hearts to show the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus. He wants to show himself with our countenance. He wants to show himself as the health, as the life of our countenance. He wants to show himself, but we must let him by being filled with the Spirit. You go ahead within the next few minutes and just go ahead and pray. And just pray in songs. If you can sing, sing. If you can chant, chant it. Whatever you want to do, just go ahead and stay filled. And not just now, but let this be constant as we round up the series, as we, as we go on. Let it be the mind, let this mind be in you to be constantly filled, to be constantly moved around, to be constantly carried. And the many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. He opens shut up. It is how to show yourself as fruit of God. This is how we know the children of God. Quiet every every raising of the devil. I will quiet every rising. I will quiet every tumult. I will quiet every war. I will quiet every battle. I will run over every troop. In the name of Jesus, I will leap over every wall. Right from within, pulling from within, pulling from within. In the name of Jesus, I will never be perplexed. I will never be perplexed. In the name of Jesus, I will never be destroyed. I keep bouncing off in the name of Jesus. But I bear the Spirit of the Lord. I bear His name upon me. In the name of the Lord Jesus, greater is He that is in me than He that is in the world. The greater one lives in me. The greater one lives in me. I'm a child of the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Blessed be your name forever, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. 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 Father, thank you. Thank you for your lovely spirit. Thank you for your comforting presence. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for, as you said. Oh, no.